Almighty God, to you all hearts are open, all desires known, and from you no secrets are hid. Cleanse the thoughts of our hearts by the inspiration of your Holy Spirit, that we may perfectly love you and worthily magnify your holy name. Through Christ our Lord. Abraham. 
And after he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John taught his disciples. He said to them, When you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. And forgive us our sins, for we ourselves forgive everyone indebted to us. And do not bring us to the time of trial. And he said to them, Suppose one of you has a friend, and you go to him at midnight and say to him, Friend, lend me three loaves of bread for a friend of mine who's arrived, and I have nothing to set before him. And he answers from within, Do not bother me. The door has already been locked, and my children are in bed with me. I cannot get up and give you anything. I tell you, even though he will not get up and give him anything because he is his friend, at least because of his persistence, he will get up and give him whatever he needs. So I say to you, ask, and it will be given you. Search, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened for you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who searches, finds. And for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you who, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if the child asks for an egg, will give a scorpion? If you, then, who are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him. The Gospel of the Lord. God is a merciful God. 
Well, first of all, both accounts are talking about the same God. Secondly, God is actually loving and merciful in both the Old and New accounts. Stories throughout the Bible tell us that God is desperate to show the ways of mercy, acceptance, and forgiveness. God repeatedly tries to show humanity the path of love toward each other, and gets frustrated when we just do not grasp the concept. The Old Testament psalmists, in writing of their relationship with God, surely understood and believed in a loving, forgiving God. Consider in our appointed psalm this morning, the Lord will make good his purpose for me. O Lord, your love endures forever. Do not abandon the works of your hands. Many other psalms are filled with images of this merciful God. In one of my favorite verses from Psalm 130, with God there is plenteous redemption, and God shall redeem Israel from all their sins. Psalm 67 begins with, May God be merciful to us and bless us. Psalm 63, For your loving kindness is better than life itself. Psalm 51, Give me the joy of your saving help again, and sustain me with your bountiful spirit. And then there is that most familiar image in Psalm 23 of the Good Shepherd. This loving and merciful God has been there from the beginning, but we often reject this way of understanding God as we also turn away from each other. In today's college, we pray for an increase in God's mercy, and that with God as our ruler and guide, we may pass through things temporal and lose not the things eternal. What are these things eternal? Many of us have had the experience of having an argument with someone close, and then later we begin to feel how silly it may have been to fight over something so trivial and risk losing a valuable relationship. As time passes by, our differences can seem to be less important than what actually unites us. We put it in perspective. In today's reading from the letter to the Church of Colossus, we are instructed to keep the love of Christ at the center of our lives. A few verses earlier than today's reading begins, the writer asks for the community to be encouraged and united in love so that they may have all the riches of assured understanding and have the knowledge of God's mystery, that is, Christ himself, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. Christ rules over every authority. The reading continues today, God made us alive together with him, forgiving all our trespasses, and erasing the record that stood against us with its legal demands, nailing it to the cross. Forgiveness. Christ is at the center of this forgiveness. But there is even more here, isn't there? There is a subtext of the power of authority. We hear that Christ is the ultimate judge. In the next line, he disarmed the rulers and authorities and made a public example of them, triumphing over them in it. God 
love our name. Forgiveness. How many times do we hear this? How often do we actually forgive others? How many times are we forgiven? When the disciples ask Jesus how to pray, he teaches them the words that Christians still say whenever we gather to worship. In this prayer, we address God as holy or hallowed, and then we ask for God's kingdom to come. What are we asking for? What is God's kingdom? The prophet Isaiah gives us descriptions of angels hovering around God's throne, leading all creation together in praise to God, and of predatory animals being at peace with their prey. This is a vision of a place and time when everyone and everything is at peace. As Jesus continues in his teaching us how to pray, we are to ask for our daily bread. Without the basic necessities of life, we can't do anything. We need nourishment in order to perform our tasks. Then comes the big ask. Forgive our sins as we forgive those who are indebted to us. In different traditions, sins is translated as trespasses or debts. But I think the key word here is forgive. We know the popular saying, love means never having to say you are sorry. From my experiences, I have learned that to love is to forgive and to ask for forgiveness. Do we forgive others as easily as we are forgiven? Now, I don't think we are talking about not taking cheaters to task for dishonesty, or enforcing the, common, the following common laws, or promoting justice in the community. And there are times that even with forgiveness, a relationship is such that reconciliation or reunification is not the smartest or safest way to a healthy dynamic. Sometimes, distance can be that place where forgiveness can really flourish. Forgiveness is actually something deeper. It means seeing the Christ in the other and being at peace after being wronged. It means loving those who hurt despite, despite past differences. It means finding the strength to seek resolution instead of retribution and begin anew, to move on even when trust must be rebuilt or even might not. It means allowing for the opportunity to heal or to seek a new dynamic. We are not always able to do this. And I believe that God knows this and extends forgiveness to us even when we don't extend it to ourselves or to others. How much better would our lives be if everyone followed this idea of loving and forgiving our neighbors, or even if everyone simply tried to do this? Could this be what God intended for creation all along from the beginning? But we just can't seem to follow his command. Is this the eternal kingdom of God? How hard it is to forgive others and to be forgiven. How 
Father, we pray for your holy Catholic Church. Grant that every member of the Church may truly and humbly serve you. That your name may be glorified by all people. We pray for all bishops, priests, and deacons. That they may be faithful ministers of your word and sacraments. We pray for all who govern and hold authority in the nations of the world. That there may be justice and peace on the earth. Give us grace to do your will in all that we undertake. That our words may not appear in your sight. Today we give thanks to the birth of Judah, son of Judah, and we pray for Bess, Daniela, Anne, Sharon, Rob, Samuel, Alice, Barbara, the Brosio family, Sean, Jeanette, Irene, Ben, Jane, Bill, Minfong, Kathy, Jean, Claudia, Chris and Sarah, Colby, John, Birch, Matthew, Steve, Orly, Will, Barbara, Jack, Edie, Kirsty, Susie and Ellie, Edith and Julie. I love others. Have compassion on those who suffer from any grief or trouble. That they may be delivered from their distress. Give them to the departed eternal rest. We pray for those who have died, especially Giorgio Ferretti, Father of Maria Ferretti Salzman, by their others. We praise you for your saints who have entered into joy. Let us pray for our own needs and those of others. Hasten, O Father, the coming of your kingdom, and grant that we, your servants, who now live by faith, may with joy behold your Son in his coming in glorious majesty, even Jesus Christ, our only mediator and advocate. Amen. Let us confess our sins against God and our neighbor. Most merciful God, we confess that we have sinned against you in thought, word, and deed, by what we have done and by what we have left undone. We have not loved you with our whole heart. We have not loved our neighbors as ourselves. We are truly sorry and we humbly repent. For the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, have mercy on us. Almighty God, have mercy on you. Forgive you all your sins through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
strengthen you in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep you in eternal life. Friends in Christ, the peace of the Lord be always with you. My name is Sheila Beardsley. I sing in the choir, and I also play in your resident ensemble, Concordia Consort. And while the weather right now is hot here and in Italy, you can enjoy some nice cool air in the air-conditioned parish hall on Tuesday at 4 o'clock, where you'll feel wonderful music from Italy and have a chance to have refreshments and conversation with friends and musicians. I hope to see you there. Grazie a Thank you. 
Let us walk in love as Christ loves us and gave himself as an offering and sacrifice to God.
glory and praise. At your command, all things came to be. The vast expanse of interstellar space, galaxies, suns, planets, and their forces, and this fragile Earth, our island home. From the primal elements you brought forth the human race, and blessed us with memory, reason, and skill. You made us rulers of creation, but we turned against you and betrayed your trust, and we turned against one another. Again and again you called us to return. Through prophets and sages you revealed your righteous law. And in the fullness of time you sent your only son, born of a woman, to fulfill your law, to open for us the way of freedom and peace. And therefore we praise you, joining with the heavenly chorus, with prophets, apostles, and martyrs, and with all those in every generation who have looked to you in hope, to proclaim with them your glory in their unending Father, who art in heaven, 
always. 